Hey guys, welcome to Ignite Coffee Breaks. I'm Jarielle, I'm going to be your host for today. And today we have amazing guests from Ignite Church Brussels, Johnny and Melvin. And so we're super excited for you to be here. Um, and we're going to discuss our very first topic for the first episode of this season. Yay! Um, and so the topic is community. Um, so... I guess let's start with defining community. What would be your good definition of community? And we can start with Joni. Um, yeah, well, I think uh, community is a group of people um, that have uh, common goals. And I think if we talk about the community of Ignite, I think that's with the goal to uh, pursue Jesus and, and live a Christ-like life. Uh, and so we seek out each other um, and are intentional about doing life together. Um, That's so good. I love that. I love that you put the word intentional because it's so important, actually, to... It's not about, like, just having values, common values, because it's more a club, I guess. But intentionality is really key, I guess. Yeah. And community doesn't just happen. Yes, like, that's good. Like, that's good. community is something you need to build mm. and you need to be active yeah, 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 yeah. What about you, Melvin? Hey, first of all, thank you for having us. <laughs> we honored. Just wanted to say. Um, yeah, I agree totally with what uh, Johnny said. And I also think that it's not a coincidence if there's the word unity in community. Uh, that's something I noticed. And uh, I think it's really about the body of Christ as well. Mm. And about being united, uh, all having the same vision we might disagree on some points but that's okay <laughs> uh what i wrote is also a, co a community usually lives in the same place or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i think for us as christians we all live in the kingdom of god mm -hmm. and that would be something also a community would share in common is the place where we live wow um yeah so that's what i awesome yeah. thank you for your input so i guess for you like you're part of Ignite Church Brussels, but what made you choose Ignite and what made you stay also? Like Melvin, you can okay. go for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a long story. I'm going to try to make it short. Um, some of you people who are listening might know, but my wife is Elisa. Shout out to her. Um, <laughs> and she was basically part of the the team that planted Ignite Church, so that's uh, right. that's a huge thing. Uh, back in yeah, that was a long time ago, <laughs> five, five years, six years ago. Um, and so she she went there, she planted the church. It started as a home group in um, Maldo's uh, apartment, uh, our pastor. Uh, and at first, uh, yeah, she was she came to Belgium uh, for love. Uh, <laughs> She For resist. me, uh, <laughs> That's um, and at first she was looking for a community, and we thought it would be it would make sense to just come to mine because she didn't know anything. It didn't really work out, and that was okay. So she looked for other communities, and then she, out of the blue, Maldo called her, and she, he was like, "Oh, do you want to be part of uh, planting a, ch a new church uh, wow. in Brussels?" And that was actually a dream that she had uh, for a long time in her heart. Wow. To plant a church uh, but being an introvert for her it was uh, almost uh, not possible it was like <laughs> god how are you gonna do this pull this out uh and uh 
yeah, it, it happened. She went there and I, I, I kept on going to, uh, to my local church where I grew up, uh, from when I was little. And, uh, yeah, then we fast forward, we got married. Uh, we decided that uh, she was going to come back to my church. But after uh, after a while, it was also COVID. COVID hit. That was hard. Right. Church activities, even church life, kind of stopped yes. all of a sudden, and it was even made it even harder to integrate, uh, to feel like you not fit in. But yeah, it's a bit that feeling of belonging, sense of belonging. That was hard for her, and I noticed it after after a while, and we. We were on a anniversary, uh, I don't know, we had a trip and we went there and we were talking about, I was, I never thought in my life I would leave my local church. This okay. is my family. Wow. This was the place mm-hmm. where I thought I would just die. That <laughs> 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 might sound very dramatic. This is loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never imagined I was someone who didn't really, I, I loved, I like to travel, but it wasn't something, you know, and when I met Elisa, all this changed, you know. My perspective changed. I opened also, I was more open-minded about mm-hmm. changing a church uh, where at first I would never even consider it. We had a conversation, we prayed about it, God confirmed, God showed us that it was time to join Ignite Church. Mm-hmm. Voilà, that was the long story short. <laughs> uh, and we joined and uh, yeah, we're super happy here because I also kind of knew the DNA of the church and I knew that it's not that you want to get something out of, co- of a community, but I knew what I was lacking in my personal relationship with God and my personal faith. Mm-hmm. And I knew that coming to Ignite would, uh, would allow me to also develop. For example, one example is the spontaneous, mm-hmm. the freedom that uh, you, we have now. We can say, I can say we. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that Ignite has in, in worship as well. Mm-hmm. When I would come, I would see... Phew, so much freedom or so much flexibility also to let the Holy Spirit lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I didn't really know. Not to, it's not bashing, it's not the church bashing we're doing today, mm-hmm. but uh, that's something I had never really experienced personally. And I was like, ah, that attracts me again, that attraction, you know? Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. That's awesome. Made us join Ignite, this long story. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of knew it in advance. So that helped in a way. So I guess what made you stay was the presence, yeah. the freedom, and the, the 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 hunger for more. I guess yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so good. I want to to jump on what thing you one thing you said like about uh, the COVID hit, you know, like and all of a sudden we find ourselves online. Um, so what do you think? Like, is it possible to do community online? What do you think about that journey? I definitely believe that you can do that. Okay. Um, again. The aspect is in the intentionality, the mm. frequency of getting together. Um, and I do agree, it's easier if you live close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it's no necessity. Uh, me too, I joined uh, Ignite during COVID. Um, okay. We yeah. had online gatherings. Um, I had Maldo thir- met Maldo 13 years ago. Um, and throughout the years, our paths crossed a couple times. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved to Brussels, I think three years ago, um, somebody told me that Maldo started a church. Okay, um, this wow. was during COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were doing online church. So I decided to join. And from the very first uh, time that I joined online, 
um, I saw so many of my personal core values mm. in the um, church service that, yeah, immediately I knew this was my new home, wow. my new place, my new community. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely believe that mm -hmm. community can also exist online. So good. Thank you for your input. So I guess like what made you stay was to see the core value that were already inside of you mirrored now in the community. Yes. So good. And um, can you share like a good experience you had with community? Now you can go outside of Ignite. You, you don't have to be specific about that community, but in your life, like how community has been having a good impact on you? Yes. Um, one of the reasons that I just love community is because in different stages of life, I've experienced the added value. What I mean with that is, you know, like if you go through rough times, mm -hmm. you're supported, you're carried, um, mm -hmm. you have people around you that without you necessarily having to reach out, people come to you mm -hmm. and are there and, and want to help you in, in whatever way needed. Wow. And I've experienced that help in um, generosity with time, generosity with finances, wow. uh, but also times where I'm struggling or the Lord is just dealing with certain things in my life mm -hmm. and people that surround me um, in accountability, you know, yeah. that are like, okay, we're here, talk to us, let us know when the battle is intense, send us a text, so good. we'll fight yeah. with you, we stand with you. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I love community and wow. I would choose it every time again. That's so good. For sure. So good, so good. Um, maybe to give a practical example. Yeah. Um, Thank you, go for it. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, just because it's it's an Ignite and to me it was so key to to really embracing the Ignite community in my heart was when I moved to Brussels, um, Yeah, it was during COVID, um, mm -hmm. and I only had some family members, um, but mostly women and people with back issues. Well, I and <laughs> and I was really yes moving to the second floor, and there was no elevator. Oh, no. And, you know, how do you do that with a family that has quite some, you know, physical yes. limitations? Yes. So I decided, well, I've seen so many of my core values in Ignite. Mm -hmm. I also believe in, in helping each other and supporting each other. So I was like, okay, let's just reach out to Maldo and, and see mm. what happens. Wow. Um, and so Maldo is our pastor. I asked him if he knew of some people at Ignite that could potentially help. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, okay, let me think about it. I'll see what I can do. And so, bottom line, four guys from Ignite came to help. Wow. And so, in the end, we were a team of nine people. Mm -hmm. And no joke, we had a, you know, um, in 45 minutes, everything went from the van wow. into the apartment. So, it was so impressive. And so, by the, I was like, okay, if all my stuff gets into the apartment, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But by the time people left, like, all the furniture was put together, the lamps were hanging, like, wow. I was ready to live. I only had to unpack. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was incredible. Wow, that's such a beautiful testimony. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm going to 
ask you a question, Melvin. Now I can't answer so. the same. That's <laughs> such a good thing. To that say. would be okay, too easy. Okay. <laughs> so, what would be a bad experience you had in community? <laughs> like it can be in Ignite. Well, Let's get real. Let's be you know truthful. Um, or it can be outside of Ignite. Whatever yeah, you choose. Yeah, it's actually connected to what I said uh, before. Uh, in my previous church, it was a transition mm-hmm. between one church to another. A, a bad experience, but definitely a challenging one. And if you let it, it could be also a hurtful one. Mm. Because, well, it's the church I grew up in. Uh, let's say that the, the leaders, the pastors, not going to name any names, of course, but they invested in me, uh, had their complete trust. It was, it was amazing. I was mm-hmm. really uh, comfortable and that's maybe one of the reasons I also wanted to have a change maybe also yeah. being being the fact that I was maybe too comfortable um, so I grew up there uh, I knew that yeah I was a, I was involved in youth ministry I was a youth leader uh, worship leader as well uh, I was doing a lot uh, a lot of things doing a lot um, <laughs> and like uh, yeah at some point like I said we discussed with uh, with my wife Elisa uh, a move to ignite uh, because I knew that that's what that's where her heart really lied was you know mm-hmm. um, and so yeah I, I opened up and then I talked to my pastors about it Whew. and that was that was very tough but um, I learned a lot from this uh, I learned a lot of I think it gave me a lot of wisdom as well. And Maldo also helped really with that. Uh, it was challenging because I heard some things also about myself uh, said by other people who didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, of course, uh, you, if you invest in someone and people also, uh, but it was my family basically. Yes, so, yes, and definitely. it would always be. Yeah. But it was hard for them to to kind of understand why you know mm. why. Uh, I heard some things that it was just because of the language barrier, because mm. for my wife, you know, because my wife yeah, is not fluent in French and it was a f- only French speaking uh, church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I heard all kinds of things yeah. that kind of hurt me, but uh, what was good, it was the process that led to, from, to transition from the church I was in to Ignite. The process, I really loved it because we met. That <laughs> was a little. <laughs> Uh, we 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 met a lot with Pastor Maldo, and we met a lot with my also pastors from the from the church I was in, and I think it was a, a very good process, very uh, mm. wise process as well. And uh, the thing that really marked me throughout this whole thing is that you should not enter a, a new community with the heart that you with a with a not a pure heart basically mm. uh, you should not have any baggage left from you should that's have processed so you know you should yeah. have left that you know yeah. processed all this and that's what we did and i think i'm i'm very proud of us for that because we we handled it but bad experience i, I cried a lot i, I must mm. say i'm not I'm, i don't want to say i'm not someone who cries a lot but this this time was very uh, very tough on me because it's a people i love i still love them I really yeah, love yeah. them with They're all my family, heart. Their right? family, and so yeah, of course, it's the closest people. That, wow. Yeah. So that was, that was tough. So, um, because I guess other people also go through 
that kind of mm. challenges yeah. and trauma. So how, what would be your advice for someone to, to overcome that kind of trauma, you know, like that, that kind of hurt that happened mm. in, in church community? Um, yeah. How to go towards that healing process, mm. basically. One, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is refocusing on Jesus. Mm. It's sounds very simple, but it's not complicated. Something I knew also when I transitioned to church is that I had to um, go back to what matters, to mm -hmm. the main thing, which is relying on God instead of relying on wow. my talents, relying on what he has given me. Mm -hmm. Hence, the when I said what I was comfortable, maybe mm -hmm. too comfortable. And was, that's something I kind of knew. And so that's helped me throughout this process to kind of deal with the the hurt and the, also the sadness that I felt. Uh, refocusing on Jesus, but also seeking counsel. You can never seek uh, too much counsel. Yeah, that's good. Uh, from people who are, I like uh, Maldo said, uh, talks a lot about seasoned leaders, people mm -hmm. who are mature in uh, in faith. I think it's important to surround yourself with those kind of people uh, to seek guidance as well. Uh, don't. I'm not saying one thing. I'm I'm not saying is that I'm not saying that the feelings of hurt are not valid, but it's also how long are you going to stay in them, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, how long are you going you, to... You, at some point, you need to deal with it, you know, and you yes. need to go out of your... Let, let some people in, some people that you trust, of course. So mm -hmm. I would say those two things, of course, refocusing on Jesus is the best thing. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah. But also seeking guidance and sur surrounding yourself with seasoned, mature leaders that can, that yeah. can help you go through this, uh, this process. Uh, family, friends. Like, Johnny, did you also have, like, some kind of experience that were definitely <laughs> challenging. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do need to realize, you know, when we talk about community and we're passionate about community, usually we think about all the fun things, you know, mm. like having meals yeah. together, um, doing trips together, hanging out, playing games, whatever we enjoy doing. But reality is community is a bunch of people on their way to wholeness. Oh, that's good. And so reality is that <laughs> it's messy, you know. Yeah. Um, there's good in community, but there's also a lot of bad in community. Mm. And I think being part of community also means that you need to have a lot of grace mm. towards, each towards each other and compassion. Yeah. And yes, me too. I've, encou I've encountered some really, really bad um, mm -hmm. things in community. Uh, some really traumatic. Um, mm. At one point, um, yeah, there was a situation where um, I was misunderstood by leadership okay. um, and confronted by leadership. Um, and because of the miscommunication, I was also given very strict limits. Mm. I was part of a discipleship training school Uh, and so the leadership didn't trust me anymore. And so basically I was sidelined. Um, okay, wow. And I wasn't allowed to talk to anybody oh, wow. about what was going on, which is really, really hard, you know, yeah. because you're in community, but you can't share with anybody what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, in the end, um, I was in missions overseas, uh, and I had a call with my sister, um, And she sounded the alarm bell. Mm. So long story short, my dad and my brother came to visit me, took me away from the community for a weekend wow. and listened and listened and listened. 
And in the end, they said, okay, Johnny, we feel like this season has come to an end. The mm. grace has lifted. So we want you to come home. Wow. Um, you know, so I think in this example too, like Melvin said, um, I think it's also wise to have counsel outside of the community yes, that yes. you're part of, um, people that can um, help you keep on track, not mm -hmm. to lose yourself. Um, my personality, for example, I'm a very loyal person. Mm -hmm. So once I commit to something, that's what I go for. So yeah. I personally really need people outside of the community that I'm part of to help yes. me you know, like keep clear vision um, yeah. and see wider than just a community. Um, but what I um, also think is really important, even in situations like this, is the leaders that take these decisions, mm -hmm. their heart is not bad either. You know, their heart is not to hurt you or to crush you or yes. anything like that yes. because I I see the circumstances the context of what was going on the year before mm -hmm. um, something went really wrong in the community mm -hmm. and I can see how they were fearful of the same thing repeating itself okay and that they too responded out of fear and the desire to handle it better and differently than last time mm -hmm. um I think wow. they still messed up, but their heart was right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I can see, for example, in, in Melvin's situation too, you know, the leadership too sees his qualities, his talents, yes, his gifts, yes. and they've Obviously. invested in him. And so I understand that for leaders, it's hard to let mm -hmm. somebody like that go. So, you know, even when things go wrong or people get hurt, don't assume that they want to hurt you. Wow. Also in relationship, you're always with two parties, mm -hmm. you know, and it's very easy to go in the victim role yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and see like, this is what they did to me. This is, you know, but I for sure also made mistakes. Mm. I, I'm not perfect either. So we're all not perfect. Exactly. But then how, how do you keep your heart tender towards people, you know, like in, in all of that, because it's there is a lot of trauma going through what you guys shared about. So how do you keep your heart tender and how do you keep your heart open yes. for people to come in? Um, by choosing to do so. Mm. Um, I think like Melvin said, you can choose to stay in the emotion and, and feel pity for yourself and, and keep crying. But at some point you have to surrender it to God and give mm -hmm. it to God and give God the, the permission to move in uh, the pain and the hurt. Yeah. Um, and I think a key for me in my life is also to pray for that person. Because when you pray for a person, God moves in your heart. You know, mm. it's impossible to pray for a person and still have heart heart. Yeah, oh, um, that's good. Praying for people yeah, is so for sure. good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to add to that? Well, there was there was one verse that came to my mind when we were talking about this is you mourn with those who mourn and mm. you know, rejoice with those who rejoice. And I really mm -hmm. feel like this is the case uh, in Ignite and this is the case this was community is about. It's not just like you said, the fun moments. That's mm -hmm. what we might think of. And also something I want to add as uh, because we 
I've been married for almost three years. Next week, next Woo-hoo! Tuesday, actually. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> God is good. And uh, um, something that was really important is that from the beginning, the my brother-in-law, so uh, Elisa's also brother-in-law, mm-hmm. he was present from the beginning of our relationship. And while we were going through that process um, of transitioning from one church to another, he was also very present. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I could go to him to talk to him. So it was someone who I trusted basically, you know. And another thing that I was also that came to my mind is to ask also to see those people with God's eyes, like how God mm, sees them. You know? That's good. It's not yeah. uh it's not easy. But like exactly like Joni said, I I know my pastors did that maybe out of you know, maybe the human side kind of took over and they were like, oh, but we love you so much. Mm. It's, it's normal. It's like I consider them as my almost one, one of them, at least as my father, or at least yeah. spiritual father, you know. And he said, I consider you like a son. So, of course, when you, when yeah. you establish that kind of relationship, uh, then it can be difficult. But yeah, seeing from God's perspective, I think, mm-hmm. having his vision yeah. on those people will, like Johnny said, God will move your heart will move in the hurt and the pain and will allow you to see past what you're feeling towards those people mm. and really see them truly, their true motives. You yeah. see beyond, you see under the iceberg, you know, that, yes. that picture of, you see just the tip of the iceberg, but there's so much more under that that you might not have it's considered. It's so good. You know? yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for those kids. They are really helpful. Do you want to add something? Add one yes, more? go for it. It's the obvious one, but I think it's really good to mention it. Um, forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness ah, is also so key. That's amazing. I think it's yeah. so obvious <laughs> that we didn't speak about it, but yeah. it definitely is key. Yeah. And in, I have also learned that forgiveness is a process. Wow. And um, you do it over and over and over again yeah. until you feel like it has no hold on yeah. you mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And um, yeah, until... Until you can talk about it without the overwhelming emotions that mm-hmm. come with it. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much. That was one we needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. We needed to have it. <laughs> so it's amazing. Um, but I, I hear from both of you, like, you're really like rooted in community and uh, it's been a journey, but you know, you're established. But what about the people who find it hard? To, to really be rooted, established, people who find like who feel isolated, maybe, you know, uh, who feel like there are cliques in the church, um, you know, and w- how can somebody who doesn't feel like they belong make step toward belonging to a to a community? Yeah, Johnny, you can answer. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Um yeah, I thought about this question. And I think, again, it takes intentionality from two sides. Mm. First, you have um, the community that's already established. Um, Recently, I read a book, and I was very impressed uh, about church leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a church in England. And they have the rule or agreement Mm -hmm. that after church, for the first 20 minutes everybody talks to somebody that they don't know oh, wow. or is not part of their very close circle. That is so really they are very intentional about that, breaking through the cliques and, and you know, opening up themselves for new mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, so that definitely helps newcomers to become part of a community. 
on the other side, um, for people, sometimes it's hard to connect um, mm -hmm. with groups. Like, for example, me too, I'm an introvert. So for me, it's very challenging to come into a new environment. Mm -hmm. So for me, it takes intentionality in asking people, That's not good. expecting people to come to me, but for me also to take responsibility for myself, for my own life, and to step out, out of my comfort zone and ask people and ask over and over and over. Wow. Um, in research, it's already been proven that for somebody to become part of a new environment, it takes about three years to be fully oh, established. Wow. So good. So don't quit before three years. <laughs> exactly. I just, you know, it doesn't have to take so long, but just to encourage people that feel discouraged, that feel like, yeah, but I've been trying so hard. Yeah. I'm not getting there. Give it time. Don't expect to be completely part of a community in three months, yeah. you know, like it takes intentionality. It takes time. Yeah. That is really good. Um, and I heard in a, in a podcast and it was really helpful to me personally, like how can you set a table for others to come and eat at your table? And, and then it changed your perspective that, oh, people need to accept me. No, but how do you make a meal for them to come and eat at your table? And, uh, and it's so good. It, it's really related to what you shared. Yeah, so Johnny, like to what extent do you let community in? Because I've heard people say that, Um, Ignite is a cult, we always do something together, we are always together, we don't really like let people in. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well I think first of all I would like to hear from those people like why do they think that Ignite is a cult? Like why do they define it that way? Because the way I understand cult is when there is control from leadership, when there is manipulation, when there are a whole lot of unhealthy dynamics going on in a group of people. Mm -hmm. I think that's when we start talking about cult. The example I gave earlier about what happened with me and leadership, one of the things I said was I was not allowed to talk to other people about what mm -hmm. was going on. Right, right. That is cutting off people, um, not allowing them to have openness and transparency. Mm -hmm. That leans according to me, towards um, a cult. Yeah. But if you talk about people doing a whole lot of stuff together, but it's their free will to participate, there's nobody controlling the group or um, telling them they have to do this or that, mm -hmm. then it's free choice. And yeah. it's a choice from people to hang out together. They're committed to each other and they love doing things together. Um, so I think that's... Um, very key mm. like what is the definition of cult and why do people think we are a cult yeah yeah, yeah. you know like that's good that's good input melvin would you like to to add some stuff on on the discussion yeah um i would also say that uh there needs to be a healthy there needs to be some authority of course mm -hmm. uh, because we're we are to submit to authorities but yeah it's finding that balance or It needs to be authority that is not controlling, manipulative. Yeah. You hear a lot when it's about cults. You hear a lot about money. Also, it's mm, usually related to yeah, a lot of true. money problems. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it would be interesting to have to put ourselves in those people's shoes to ask them why do you think that? Because maybe it might come from a bad experience, previous experience yes, that they had. Uh, yeah, so I think it's important to also see them 
uh, and ask them and be interested also in what they have to say in their story to try to maybe better understand them. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Thank you mm. so much. <laughs> well, I have a very special moment for you. So now we're going to go to the spontaneous questions. So it will be like really fast. I'm going to ask you, like to, to give you choices between things. You, you need to choose the first thing that comes to your mind. And then at the end, there will be like a question, an open question, and you will have to answer it. So really fast. You don't have to explain why. Just choose. Okay? We're going to start with, start with Melvin, and then we're going to go to you, Johnny. <laughs> so Melvin, coffee or tea? Coffee. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Drums or guitar? Drums. Messi or Rolando? Uh, Messi. <laughs> Leo. What is, what is your favorite band? Worship band. That's tough. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Ignite Church Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, yes. <laughs> Outside of them, uh, I really love gospel, so I would say Kirk Franklin. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for answering. <laughs> you did a great job. Johnny, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. City or countryside? Countryside. Salt or sugar? Salt. Singing or dancing? Ooh. <laughs> Singing. Awesome. Thank you, Melvin and Johnny, for contributing to this discussion around community. What I really remember from it is like, you need to be intentional. Like community doesn't build itself by itself. You really need to put some work on it. You have three years. <laughs> to do it um but um thank you also for your experience like it's not being in community take risk and it's not going to be all beautiful or all negative also there is a lot of beauty that is going to be challenging and and there will be low moments but there will be a low a lot of high moments too and um and thank you for the keys that you've given to people who have been hard like forgiveness definitely um but also like tenderizing your heart towards the people, like praying for them and, uh, and seeking counsel, which is a, a big one. So thank you so much for what you, you've brought to the discussion. It was really um, enriching to me and I guess to a lot of people who listened. Bless you guys. Have a good day. Bye.